Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Mike Hewitt, the CEO of VTestify, which provides virtual deposition software that allows attorneys to conduct depositions, client intake sessions, arbitrations, and similar proceedings remotely. Hi, Mike. How are you? Doing well. And you, Ari? I'm doing great. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So when we spoke a year ago, you shared your perspective on how litigation was evolving. Have the changes that you observed, particularly throughout the pandemic, continued to transform how lawyers practice? We certainly have seen quite a transformation. If I look back on the last year, some of the things that we said would occur certainly did occur. And then we've seen new things that, that have certainly emerged as people have defined different workflows, operational efficiencies, you know, how to get their work done. What challenges are legal teams still facing with remote depositions? What we've seen emerge from our customer, what we hear the most is, is the challenges primarily to exhibit management. And our focus has always been around being a purpose-built platform that encompasses all of the workflows associated with the legal profession being a highly specialized profession. Everyone, as the beginning of pandemic hit, everyone moved to Zoom. Zoom's proven to be a very good and valuable tool. I don't have anything bad to say there. What it's done is, is it's proved that we can work in this virtual world. We can accomplish a lot but it also exposed the real need to have integrated solutions. How have remote proceedings changed the way attorneys practice? It's changed the ways they practice from a number of points of view is as they had to adapt to new technologies with how they do it, but it's helped them in certain ways with efficiencies around scheduling around their utilization. You know, we see more weekend depositions or later evening depositions that are occurring. Like we're, as you just commented, we're talking later in the evening here. We're no longer confined by the tower hours of nine to five. There's challenges that have come in the workflow with dealing with exhibits, how you read back the record, making sure that people are not being coached, things of that nature have impacted their ability to do that. Do you think they will return to the normal travel schedule that they experienced prior to the pandemic? I personally don't think so. We've heard from many analysts and legal operation groups that travel budgets are really out because they can do this much more efficiently this way, right down to we have one particular customer that's very interested in getting carbon credit for their offset. They had pledged to do an offset for carbon credit, so they're not traveling associated with this. All the surveys say that 75 to 80% of the business will still remain remote or be a hybrid remote where maybe some of the parties are in the same room. Others will, will not travel. Likely, we're probably going to see very few of the court reporters return to being in the same room because they've come to really enjoy the aspect of they move from job to job or if they had a job that canceled or settled, that they can pop a flag and say, I'm available and fill in for one that maybe that isn't available. So just like the attorneys, the reporters are seeing much more efficiency that they can have and not have to pack all this stuff up, travel to the other side of town. They're able to work remotely. 
How is the trend toward remote proceedings impacting the careers of court reporters? I would say that from the court reporter point of view, the trend is is that it's really all about the utilization. Their issues are they can, instead of just really working for the job that's an all-day job, they can fill in others, of the smaller ones that used to be harder to get coverage for. So at the court reporters as a whole have seen more efficiency. That's on the positive side. On the negative side, if they're using a bunch of ad hoc tools, it's created more workload for them. So that's why we've seen the reporters that, that have given us lots of impact and feedback with, we need to be able to do the stamping annotates. The exhibits are kind of automatically handled. They have aids and tools for their transcript. Not that we don't do transcripts. They still do all of that work, but they found this to be more of an assistant in helping them be more productive. What are some best practices for remote adversarial engagement? We've seen a whole lot of concern centered around this topic when a pandemic first hit. I would submit to you that that's not, everyone's become more comfortable with that. First of all, court reporters, you know, read under the record, basically a set of rules. They say, okay, these are things that you need to do, how you need to behave with coaching. They ask you if there's anyone else in the room, please turn your phone off things of that nature. But also with our platform, we have things such as the witness needs to maintain eye contact. But if the witness goes off to another screen, their camera goes off. If you tab to something else, you know that they're distracted. That way they can call that out. In an adversarial environment, you're able to really kind of eliminate some of those things that there were a lot of fears around coaching the witness, distraction, trying to wait for an answer, someone else in the room. That's not as much prevalent now and those that work their way through that. And the comment I get from most attorneys are, heck, that went on even in the deposition room. Someone starts tapping your hand or something uh, with different items. So they've learned to manage that much better. Our platform really does actually work fairly well as well with our script sync we do. When you have parties that talk over each other, the record actually gets reflected. And a lot of times that's almost a tactic is, is, okay, let's talk over somebody and they can't get two people at the same time. If you start to get something that you don't need, our technology actually captures each individual stream. That helps facilitate some of that adversarial aspect with what really is on the record or not on the record. How are legal professionals overcoming security concerns with virtual interaction? We've worked rather extensively with law firms at a practitioner level with the general practitioner. They just want to be able to do their job. But at the AMLAWS and the legal operation group, security has become very, very important. They want to know where that digital asset lies. What about digital arrest encryption? They're concerned about ISO certifications. They're concerned about all of the cybersecurity matters. Privacy is a really big issue. HIPAA compliance. Here in California, you got CCPA, which probably will become of the law of the land at some point in time for privacy matters. Those things, the management of firms have become very concerned with. You recently announced a partnership with Esquire to offer a secure virtual deposition platform. How will this collaboration benefit litigants? We really think that this is a game-changing partnership from our point of view. Esquire, it's worth noting that we've been working with them towards this agreement for three years. We started it well before the pandemic. Esquire has adopted a the three key tenants that consistently wind up being law firms or legal operation groups. Biggest issues are operational excellence, cybersecurity, 
in how do you deploy technology. That has become where Esquire shines because they wind up being that people and process side of it in the whole scheme of people, process, and technology. So we bring the technology, they bring the people in the process to give a seamless delivery of the product. And Esquire has really, we believe, taken a thought leadership role and a market leadership approach to this in the marketplace, even well before the pandemic. How do you see legal teams balancing remote activity once the courts reopen to full capacity? The legal teams are, they're pretty intent that they're going to stay in the market with remote because of cost savings to the end on clients. We're seeing quite a bit of legal courtrooms that are asking for how do we deal with the hybrid solution where attorneys, we can keep the court process moving because attorneys could be there or defendants. It starts with agreements and hearings and things of that nature, but not probably the bigger nut to crack is is the, the jury trials that I don't think anyone's done really that effectively. But the same issues persist in the court that they want to have the ability to have the remote because it is about operational efficiency. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Mike Hewitt, the CEO of vTestify, which provides virtual deposition software that allows attorneys to conduct depositions, client intake sessions, arbitrations, and similar proceedings remotely. Mike, thanks so very much. Thank you, Ari. It's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.